Good morning, everybody. It's Lisa, Living with Lisa, Keeping It Real. And it is Tuesday, November 6th, 2018. And it is the day to end phone calls, text, advertisements, campaigns. It is voting day. I don't know about you, but I do exercise my right to vote at all the elections, as everyone should, because we have that right, and so many countries do not have that right. And I am not going to dwell on this, because one thing I do not want this podcast to become is political. (laughs) Yet, on the other hand, I am so sick of phone calls. And yesterday, I got four texts during the school day. I was at a conference, my ringer was off, but at lunch I checked, I had two. At the end of the day, at the end of the conference, I check my phone. I have two more. I'm like, holy cow, Batman, give me a break. I wish they would trust us and know that we have brains and we've been watching the news. And, you know, most people have been watching the news long before it was a month before elections. So, you know, go out and vote, regardless of who you're voting for or what you're voting for, or how you're going to vote, just go out and vote. We have that right, and so many countries and people do not. And if you're a politician listening and you're one of the people calling, I'm at the point of thinking, all right, the next person that calls me, I'm just not going to vote for them regardless of who I, how I think they'll run the office because they've annoyed me. <laughs> but that's a bad attitude, so I wouldn't do that. Yeah. So I'm moving on from politics because, but it is voting day. Go out and vote. Um, I do have my quotationary out today. You'll be happy to know we are at the letter B and it opened to books. Well, I love books. And I found one, which of course I should have kept. um, Anatoly France said, a work of magic whence escape all the images to trouble the souls and anger the hearts of men. Oh, that's not the one I read earlier. I opened this up earlier and I said, oh, I love it. A book. According to Thomas Carlyle, Friends That Never Fail Me. Books. I love that. The True University by Thomas Carlyle. I love books. Ooh, Amy Lowell said books are the very heart and core of ages past. Hmm. I love that. George W. Curtis said accumulated wisdom. Books are accumulated wisdom. Yeah. Love it. Books, books, books. I personally believe you can't have too many books and... I said that the other day to one of the kids at school because the librarian um, swaps out Halloween candy. If kids bring in Halloween candy for the soldiers, because she mails it to the soldiers, they can pick, you know, she has all the discarded books. They get to pick so many books per the amount of candy they bring in. And so the kids had each brought in candy and they had a couple books each. And I mean, they're they're a larger family for today's age and I said oh you can never have too many books and the little girl without batting an eye says um my mother does not agree with you 
she's sick of it because there's books everywhere. And I said, oh, I'll have to have a talk with your mother because I do know her mom. And I said, Mrs. Buskey says you can never have too many books. But then I have an aunt who is always telling me, get rid of the books. You read it, you give it away. You read it, you give it away. Which is what my grandmother always did. She would read a book. She'd write inside the cover, you know, good, bad, good sex scene, page 73, whatever. She was so funny. And just give the book away. You know, and my my other aunt that lived with my grandmother and really took care of her the most uh, spent, I don't even know how much money she spent on buying books every week for my grandmother because she could burn through a book a day. This is prior to Kindle for your youngins listening, you know. It used to be the only way you read a book is hardcover print copy books. And my aunt would go and buy five or six books every Friday when she went into the city. And my grandmother would burn through them during the week and just give them all away. Never kept a book. So, you know, for my aunts, you know, you read a book, you gave it away. You didn't keep it. And then there's me. (laughs) My mother kept books. She had a bookshelf upstairs. She had a bookshelf downstairs. And... I love my books and I love my bookshelf and I have books in storage for when I have grandchildren that, you know, were Mary's favorite books, you know, the magic tree house series, which, you know, by the time my daughter is married and I have grandchildren old enough to read, I'll have a whole new set of books to buy because when I packed them away, you know, she was still writing books quickly and so that collection was full when it was packed away but it is not nearly full now you know just fun stuff I love books I love books I love the smell of new books I love going to the bookstore um my favorite bookstore is the River's End bookstore in Oswego and you know there's not too many independent bookstores anymore because it's hard for them to stay open because of you know, the larger bookstores can buy, you know, in bulk at lower prices and, you know, can offer these sales type stuff. And I just, you know, the mass distribution, I mean, even online, you know, through Amazon, you can sometimes get the books cheaper through Amazon than you can at the local bookstore. And I'm not going to say I don't order books through Amazon. I do. Um, Yet, I always purpose to go down and get books through my local bookstore. And when my first book, Where's Heidi? When Sister's Journey came out, I knew the bookstore I wanted to do my book release was at the River's End in Oswego, New York. You know, it's locally owned and it's a way to give back. And that's where we went and we had so much fun and it was great. So I I still love the local. You can go in and they have tea and coffee and you can sit at a small table and, um, you know, I can work or whatever. I don't have nearly as much time to just go in and sit there as I would like, but I love it. I do like the Barnes and Nobles. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, we go to Barnes and Noble. We love it. But there's something about a small hometown bookstore that just warms the heart. And Bill and Mindy that run the one in Oswego are so sweet. So if you're ever looking for a book and you're definitely like in the Oswego 
New York area, go down to the River's End bookstore. And I mean, they have found books for me. They found books for my mother when she was alive that, you know, she'd be looking for a book and they could find it. And, you know, and I always go down and like, if I give, um, gift cards for books, I always give them to the River's End. Just, I think it's important to, you know, support local, small, independently owned businesses. It's because, you know, that's what America was made on. And, you know, all these bigger mass production companies and mass media, they're great. Yet, I don't know, there's no warm fuzzies. And I'm a warm fuzzy kind of person. So, uh, yeah, that's just about the way it is. And... Um, so I don't know. That's, that's my soapbox about independently owned bookstores. Love them. And you know what? If they don't have it, they will find it for you. And they know where to look. Like they are amazing. At least mine, Bill and Mindy at the River's End, they are. They can find anything you're looking for and just amazing. So books, books, books. Never can get enough books. And speaking of books, um, I mentioned my first book, Where's Heidi? One Sister's Journey. Um, that is a, that was written, it's a testimony of my faith. Um, and tells about, you know, getting the phone call that my sister's missing. And then the spiritual journey after her disappearance. Uh, the only like negative I have ever gotten for reviews and feedback on the book is that um, it doesn't talk about the case, which if anybody opened up the cover before they bought the book, I, I say in there, if you're, you know, going to read this book because you think you're going to learn about the case, then you're not, you know, you can go to Google and the internet to read about the case. Um, where's Heidi? One sister's journey is about one sister's journey. Um, and the spiritual journey of walking away from God, then coming back to God. And then, you know, there's still so much more to that story. But I'm, I'm not into writing about the case and details and courts. And that stresses me out. That does not bring me joy. And Where's Heidi? One Sister's Journey was written to inspire and encourage people. So talking about a court case is not inspirational in any way, shape, or form. But talking about God's love and provision, that's encouraging. And this comes from a person that, you know, couldn't even, I couldn't even say the word God without cringing or getting, you know, like a pit in the bottom of my stomach. So... You know, if, if that's where you are, I don't know where you are. We're all in different places. So regardless of where you are, where's Heidi One Sister's journey? I wrote that. And so I go back and I tell my story of walking away from God because I was so stinking mad at him and angry to, you know, trusting him and realizing that I need his strength and his love in order to get through this world. So it's a spiritual journey. It's a sister's journey. It is not a case story. So just, you know, there's my 
my little tidbit. We're going to talk about books. And then I have another book, When the Waves Subside, There is Hope. And that book actually came out before Where's Heidi, One Sister's Journey, but no one was aware of it because I didn't really promote it. I wrote that book as a gift to my parents. Um, and it uses the analogy, if you're familiar with like sea glass or glass rocks, regardless of where you live, you call them different things. You know, all that broken glass that goes into the lakes and the oceans, and then it gets beaten by the waves, beaten by the waves, and then it comes up to shore and you can look for it. And it's rounded in beautiful glass. And so when the waves subside, there is hope. I wrote with the analogy that parents that have lost a child are like that broken glass in the water, beaten by the waves, beaten and beaten and tossed around. And then in the end, they're still sad and heartbroken because they lost a child, yet they're stronger and they're more beautiful because of that loss. And so that's when the waves subside, there is hope. And I wrote that for my parents. And they ended up, you know, they had shared it with a couple of friends. And it's actually become as good of a seller as Where's Heidi, One Sister's Journey. Because there are so many parents that have lost a child that need to know that they're beautiful. And when they're up, their surviving children see them, they love them and see the beauty in them and the strength. And I have a, another book called um, about goals and goal setting, and it's to help you set goals. And you don't have to wait until the new year. You know, you can set goals today. You know, why wait until January to set a goal when we could set goals now? You know what I mean? So, you know, that's another one of my books. And... It's a goal setting for a renewed you, I believe is the title. I should know, but yeah, this is Living with Lisa, keeping it real, right? <clears throat> so let me see. And then I have No More Pain, I Can Fly. And I wrote that book after one of my friends passed away from cancer. And it was sad, And but No More Pain, I Can Fly is a reminder that sometimes when we lose a loved one, after illness or too young if we can remember that they're now an angel and they can fly and they're free of pain that we're not it's not that we don't have hurt here on earth but I find comfort in knowing that you know my friend or my loved one is free of pain in heaven and that's uh you know that's powerful and that's no more pain I can fly um, I have another one, A Writer's Wednesday, which is just a journaling book. If you like to journal, it's a little tiny book. I used to do a Wednesday blog, A Writer's Wednesday, and would give a writing prompt. And so I made like a little book for people that were doing that journey with me on Wednesdays to um, have a place to keep their Wednesday writings. Uh, I have a children's book, You Are a Rainbow, and that book I wrote for one of my classes, and as a reminder and an encouragement to them that they are a rainbow, and it's actually um, an acrostic poem, 
So you go through the book, it has the colors of the rainbow, but it also has, um, each word has the colors, so red, and then all types of adjectives. And I went through and gave them each a copy of the book and circled, uh, you know, the adjective that I saw in them as a way to encourage them. And if you're a teacher, you are a rainbow. It can be used at any grade level. I have third and fourth grade teachers that I've heard from that um, have used it as writing and drawing assignments. They had the kids go through, they read the book to them, and then, um, you know, read, had the kids pick an adjective on each page, and then they had to write a paper, one paragraph per color, you know, so the Roiji Biv. So whatever adjective they picked that to describe themselves and they are, they wrote a paragraph about why that is who they are. I've had teachers let me know they've used it and had the class go through and pick out one of the adjectives for Roy G. Biv about what they see in their classmates and then give the, you know, that list to the person and then write about it, you know, so that they have to write about what others see in them, not what they see in themselves, which I think is a great idea. And then I have some other ideas for that. And, and uh, you know, one of those was, I mean, that was my idea, but third and fourth grade teachers tried it for me. And I love that. So that's You Are a Rainbow. Um, Faith's Feather Pen is a book to encourage children to write. And that was another book that I wrote for a class I had looped with. And that was my encouragement to them and I gave them all a copy at the end of the year to encourage them to keep writing because they were becoming such great writers. Faith's Feather Pen. And then I have um, books, they're called Stay Connected and they're address books. And there's four different covers, a spring, summer, fall, and winter cover. And the address book on the inside is the same. So if you're looking for a new address book, and it's, I made it big enough so that you could actually print labels, you know, the 30 to a page, the three by 10 labels. You could actually just take your addresses that might already be in your computer database, print them onto labels, and just stick them right into the address book so you don't have to rewrite them. Because that's what I was looking for. I was looking for an address book that I could just use the labels and stick the labels on. And I couldn't find one that was big enough and not super bulky or super expensive. So Stay Connected is an address book and there's four of them. They're just different covers. The insides are the same so you can pick your favorite cover. All right, and there you go. And of course I'm working on a new book, but that is a secret, dun dun dun. And I don't usually like plug my books like that. So, you know, that's something new. But I don't know. I'm talking about books. The quotes are all in uh, books today. So I am an author. I should talk about the books I've written, right? So if you want, you can um, visit my website, lisambusky.com for the blog, for there's a page for the podcast, and then you can see the different books. All of my books are available on Amazon.com or at the River's End Bookstore in Oswego. You can go for autographed signed copies. You can go through the River's End. And if they don't have the book, they will contact me and I'll, you know, bring it down to them. 
Um, so if you want autographed copies, contact the River's End Bookstore and say, hey, Lisa told me I could get an autographed copy of her book here. And you just tell them what ones you want, and if they don't have it in stock, I will make a delivery. All right. So, books, books, books. I love books. And hopefully pretty soon you're going to be hearing from others that have written books. And that's something I'm working on, something new for the podcast. All right, everybody, have a great day. This is Lisa, living with Lisa, keeping it real. And as we talked about books, today was kind of that plug. What books have I written? What are they about? And why should you have them? All right, thanks for listening. Tomorrow will not be a um, business promo. But, you know, at times, if you don't know I've written a book, how can you read it, right? All right, have a great day, everybody. Bye.